Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Fall sports are winding down. Most of the fall sports state championships have been contested. We're into the state semifinals for football. State championship bids on the line this weekend in 11-player football. State championships next weekend. The eight-player state championship set for this weekend, Saturday in Wisconsin Rapids. Today on the WSN Podcast, we're going to preview briefly the uh, matchups this weekend and spend uh, a few minutes with Fond du Lac head coach Sam Pluker, whose uh, Cardinals have kind of the unique um, opportunity to play five of the teams still remaining in the state semifinals, including all four of the Division I semifinalists this year. So we'll get his thoughts on each of those teams, some of the matchups, talk a little bit about his season as well as the Cardinals rallied from a tough start to uh, to make some noise later in the year. Reminder out there to everybody, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring not only our WSN podcast, but also our football playoff coverage on wisports.net. Also, thank you to B3 Sciences. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting Team, Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Well, state semifinal matchups are set. We are uh, in level four of the playoffs, if you prefer to use the level uh, designation. And this week, all games are at neutral sites. We have 14, excuse me, 14 games remaining in 11 player football, one game remaining in eight player football. Excuse me, as we are really getting down to the end of the season, obviously. Um, let's start our look today looking at eight-player football and what's going on there is, uh, again, the eight-player championship is set for Saturday at 1 p.m. at Wisconsin Rapids High School. A couple newbies this year, teams that have not been to the state championship previously. In fact, Thorpe is in their first playoff appearance ever. They had uh, had moved over to eight-player football a couple years ago, were ineligible for the playoffs uh, the first couple years, but now uh, Thorpe been on a bit of a revenge tour in the playoffs. They uh, they beat Owen Withy in level one. Uh, it was actually the second win they got over the Blackhawks. Then they uh, they beat Gilman, the top ranked team, defending cha- uh, excuse me not defending champion, but uh, top ranked and unbeaten Gilman Pirates in level two after losing to Gilman in the regular season. And then last week with a trip to state on the line. The Cardinals downed McDonald Central 16-13 after previously losing to the Max in the regular season. It's been quite a <laughs> quite a nail-biting stretch for the Thorpe Cardinals as they are 
uh, on a stretch of four straight games decided by one score. In fact, there was a, uh, a stretch of three straight games that they had scored the game-winning points in the final minute. So they have uh, have played some very close games. They played very tough competition. Probably the best conference in eight-player football they, they come out of. And uh, certainly going to be battle-tested. They've got a couple losses this year, but uh, some very good athletes as well. Denzel Sutton, uh, Logan Hansen, uh, key playmakers for the Thorpe Cardinals. And they will take on Florence this week. Florence is undefeated. Um, they haven't quite been as challenged, uh, especially in the playoffs, as Thorpe has. Last week, they beat uh, Oakfield in a matchup of previously undefeated teams. Um, so we will get a new state champion this year. I think it, I think it could and should, and hopefully will be a close competitive game in the eight-player championship. Newman Catholic had won the last two state title games in pretty dominating fashion. So hopefully we get uh, a good one in eight-player football. Again, that is Thorpe versus Florence, Saturday, 1 p.m. at Wisconsin Rapids. As we look at Division 7, we've got some Real powerhouse programs still going in Division 7. In fact, the four schools left in Division 7 have combined for seven of the last 10 state championships in Division 7. Every one of the remaining teams in D7 has won a state championship within the last 10 years. Edgar and Bangor are uh, our first up in our look at Division 7. Uh, Edgar gave up some points last week to Boyceville. They had been pretty dominating uh, with, what was it, nine or ten consecutive shutouts, uh, but they got hurt through the air a little bit. Boyceville was able to do some things in the passing game, but Edgar's offense just kept pouring it on and uh, and were able to pull out a 52-26 victory. Those 26 points they gave up to Boyceville were more than they had given up in all previous games combined this year. Uh, so, you know, that, that tells us maybe you can, you can do some things, uh, against Edgar through the air. Uh, but this week Edgar will take on Bangor and Bangor is a run first, run second, run third, and probably run fourth team, um, that, you know, is, is more of a traditional opponent for Edgar. So it'll be interesting to see if Edgar's defense kind of gets back on track and is able to, uh, to control things a little bit. Carter, Butt, uh, a huge Part of the success for Edgar ran for over 300 yards and six touchdowns last week. He's uh, a, an outstanding two-way player, one of the better linebackers in the state as well. In uh, and, and Bangor, a big win, well, a couple big wins back to back. Really, they they took down two undefeated teams in a row, knocked off Pepin Alma in level two uh, on the road, and then last week went on the road and beat uh, Scenic Bluffs rival Cashton after losing to Cashton during the regular season. Uh, these teams are are certainly familiar with each other, these programs anyways, maybe not necessarily these players, but they were uh, frequent opponents when Edgar had moved down to Division Seven six or seven years ago. They played three times uh, in a span of four years at one point, uh, but have not faced each other in the playoffs since 2019. Other side of the bracket, you've got Blackhawk Warren, who's won a couple state championships in the last decade. Uh, taking on Reedsville, who was a state champion just a couple years ago. Blackhawk Warren, really impressive last week to uh, to turn things around against Potosi-Cassville. It was a 47-point turnaround from their first meeting. 
they had lost to Potosi Cassville 41 to 20 in the regular season. Last week, though, they put a running clock on the Chieftains in a 36 to nothing victory. Uh, Reedsville has looked very good in the playoffs as well. They shut out uh, Randolph last week. So, uh, again, a very deep field in Division 7 with, uh, again, seven of the last 10 state championships accounted for. Uh, actually, I think it's seven of the last nine uh, accounted for uh, amongst Division 7. In Division 6, an interesting matchup on the left side of the bracket. You've got defending state champion Stratford looking to uh, to repeat. Um, certainly looking very good this year. Their only loss was to Edgar and have, uh, have rattled off, uh, I think, 10 straight wins since that time. But Grantsburg is undefeated this year. And the Pirates maybe flew a little bit under the radar. Uh, the Lakeland Conference uh, isn't always, um, you know, considered among the better conferences in the in the state necessarily but um Grantsburg is undefeated they've looked pretty good in the playoffs last week they took down uh, a Cameron team out of the heart of the north conference 61 to 20 that was certainly an eye-opening result and well it'll be interesting to see if Grantsburg can uh can you know show that they can hang with the better teams in the state Grantsburg Going back to when the Chanel brothers were there, had had kind of knocked on the door a few times in uh, in the playoffs. Um, got to the state semifinals three times in a four year span uh, back in the late 2010s, um, but not able to to get over the hump. So Grantsburg is looking for their first ever trip to the state championship game, whereas Stratford, of course, is a regular uh, at at uh, Camp Randall, including championship last year other side of the bracket uh and again by the way these are all neutral site games you can find the games uh at uh the the game locations and and schedules and all kinds of information of course at wisports.net but on the other side of the bracket in division six kiwani takes on darlington kiwani got an impressive win over saint mary springs last week it was a shutout victory for the storm ended a 14 year run of St. Mary Springs getting to at least the state semifinals and uh going to be going to be a fun one. Kiwani undefeated have looked very good this year. I got a chance to see them against uh, Southern Door. I also got a chance to see Darlington earlier this year as they took on Prairie Deschine. And uh you know, I think it, it should be a good game. Kiwani's got some history with teams from Southwest Wisconsin, it, it would have been interesting if, if Lancaster would have beat Darlington and it would have been Kiwani and Lancaster as those teams met up a number of times in the playoffs uh, back in uh, around 2000, uh, a little after. But uh, Kiwani and Darlington, that one will be at DeForest High School, by the way. In Division 5, St. Croix Falls, a little bit of a, I don't know if, it, if they're a Cinderella team, but um, you know, I think there were some some good expectations for St. Croix Falls coming into the year, but they lost four in a row to open the season. However, they've won eight in a row since then. Last week, they really dominated Northwestern, 46-18. to 18. They had lost to Northwestern early in the year. Uh, Aiden Meter really gotten on track and uh, gotten things going. He's over 2,000 rushing yards on the season. So uh, St. Croix Falls looking good at the right time of the year. Um, and they take on 
<clears throat> excuse me, take on a Wrightstown team that competes in the Northeastern Conference, a very good league. Uh, many of those teams are Division Four, uh, and Wrightstown drops down to Division Five and has looked uh, looked pretty good in the playoffs. Um, last week they uh, they went on the road, beat top seeded Wittenberg Burnhamwood. 41 to 17. So both teams, obviously, every team at this point has has good momentum. But uh, these two teams are, are playing really well right now. And uh, you know, if you if you like running the football, this is going to be one of several that is going to be right up your alley. Um, Wrightstown, their rush yards to pass yards ratio is 10 to one, with uh, excuse me, multiple rushing options for. For Wrightstown. Uh, the other game in Division 5, Aquinas, the two-time defending state champions, they knocked off defending D4 state champion Columbus last week. Uh, just a, an excellent game. Aquinas able to come out on top. They're going for three straight state championships in Division 5. They will take on upstart Horicon Houstisford as the third-seeded Marsh Falcons come out of uh, a group that saw the one and two seeds Lose in the first round of the playoffs kind of cleared the way a little bit for Horicon Houstisford, who had to survive uh, an overtime game against Lomira back in level two. They had a, a competitive win over Lake Country Lutheran last week, um, and that one will be at Wisconsin Dells High School. Uh, let's let's uh, take a chance to remind everybody out there before we move on to some of the other divisions to uh, help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to uh, to yourself and the passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, as we move on in our, our uh, run through the postseason uh, level four football playoffs here, uh, we'll move into division four, where on the left side of the bracket, Baldwin-Woodville, finally gets to play somebody outside of the middle border conference. The first three playoff opponents were all middle border conference foes. So Baldwin Woodville has not played a, uh, a team outside the NBC since week two. And it's a tough one that they'll get this week as they take on Lodi, excuse me, who uh, looked very good uh, last week against a very, very good Xavier team. Lodi is undefeated, senior dominated, they're looking to get back to Madison for the first time since 2017. Other side of the bracket, you've got Catholic Memorial, who has rebounded from a couple early losses to uh, to run through uh, pretty impressively uh, since then uh, against Luxembourg Casco. Now, Catholic Memorial did have some trouble with Lakeside Lutheran last week. Lakeside likes to control the football. They run the ball uh, and pound away. So the score uh, stayed down. It was 20-7. to Catholic Memorial won. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that translates or how things match up with Luxembourg Casco this week. Luxembourg Casco uh, does run the ball, uh, you know, pretty pretty well and pretty efficiently, but they do like to throw it quite a bit. And you know, can they can they be successful offensively uh, throwing the football as many times as they as they like to, and um, in, in matching up with the athletes from Catholic Memorial. In Division Three, left side of the bracket, I think uh, I would argue that the two best teams remaining in Division Three, Rice Lake against Notre Dame. Rice Lake has poured it on in the playoffs. They've scored over 50 points or at least 50 points 
every game in the postseason to this point, uh, just dominating on the ground with a, a pretty, um, pretty uh, balanced offensive attack, balanced rushing attack. And uh, they'll take on Notre Dame this week as the uh, the Tritons, one loss early to Wanakee, have uh, have gone undefeated since then. Last week they knocked off Mount Hora Barneveld in a really exciting game. Christian Collins, 261 yards and three touchdowns in that one. Currently leads the state in rushing as we head into the semifinals, uh, over 2,300 yards. Other side of the bracket, you've got really the, the biggest Cinderella team in the playoffs to this point, and that is the Stoughton Vikings. They were under 500 in the regular season, under 500 in conference, snuck into the playoffs via tiebreaker, but here they are in the state semifinals. Uh, not you know, not a, a, an overly strong group that they were in, but they did beat the number two seed Greendale Panthers. They beat the three seed Waterford Wolverines, and last week they took down top-seeded and defending state champion Monroe. Uh, pretty competitive and, and tough games throughout, but they've found a way to get it going at the right time of the year, and they'll take on a Grafton team that is, uh, the last two weeks, survived some really, really exciting uh, games. They beat Port Washington a couple weeks ago by one point. Last week, it was a four-point win over Menasha. Uh, so, and, and Grafton's the four seed, so you've got a four versus a seven on that side of the bracket. Division two, on the right side of the bracket, Sun Prairie East against Badger. This will be our WSN live broadcast. You can check it out on the WSN YouTube channel. This is also our uh, Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week. So I will be there in Oconomowoc for Sun Prairie East and Badger. Uh, a couple uh, a couple good coaching friends, Brian Kaminsky at Sun Prairie East and Matt Hensler at Badger. Uh, Matt Hensler had a, a medical issue last week at the end of their uh, win over Kettle Moraine. Spent some time in the hospital over the weekend, but was uh, was released from the hospital, visited practice on Tuesday night, in fact, and um, depends on, on how how things go, but may, uh, may be at the game, uh, potentially in the booth on Friday night, Will Coach Hensler, and we're uh, definitely continuing to wish him well as he continues, uh, continues to recover. Um, but should be a great one. Badger surprised a lot of people by uh, not only beating Kettle Moraine last week, but really controlling that game quite quite a bit. That option offense that that uh, Badger runs really hard to prepare for when you know so few people are running option and flexbone and wishbone anymore. Um, and it'll be a tough one for Sun Prairie East to prepare for as well. Other side of the bracket, you've got unbeaten Wanakee. Really hasn't been challenged pretty much at all this year. A 30-7 win over Notre Dame was the closest uh, result for the Warriors. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they do get a close game this week against Kaukauna, how that will uh, manifest itself. What what will that mean? Kaukauna's been in a lot of close games. They played in a very tough FBA. They beat Kimberly. They had a um, a tough one a couple weeks ago against West Appear. Um, so, you know, is is how is that going to play out? How is the you know lack of close games how will that or could that impact Wanakee we're going to talk about Kaukauna coming up here in just a second now um and we're going to preview division 1 rather than me running through things we're going to talk to a coach that has played all four of the remaining division 1 semifinalists this year and 
played Kaukauna. Sam Pluker is the head coach at Fond du Lac. Again, they have the, I think, distinction, I imagine, of playing five of the semifinalists, including all four of the Division I teams that are remaining. So we will uh, we will talk with Coach Pluker, get his thoughts on some of these matchups, his team as well, and uh, certainly appreciate Coach Pluker coming on. All right, as promised, we're going to get to a conversation with a coach that's in a little bit of a unique situation this year, having played five of the teams still alive in level four of the playoffs, including all four of the teams that are still going in division one. For that, we'll bring on Fond du Lac head coach, Sam Pluker. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time to join us on the uh, WSN podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Before we get into talking about some of the other teams that are still going this weekend, I wanted to, to take an opportunity to chat a little bit about your Fond du Lac Cardinals this year. Kind of a unique season for you guys. A, a tough start against a very, very challenging schedule where you lost four games in a row to, to open the season against Sussex Hamilton, Franklin, and then very close FBA games against Appleton North and Kimberly. But you came back, you, you qualified for the playoffs, you had a win over Kaukauna and made a nice run to level three of the playoffs. After that opening stretch where you're 0-4 and facing an uphill battle, what was your message to your team? Where where did you feel like you guys were sitting after that start? Well, uniquely enough, um, I th- we were actually in a pretty good mental state uh, as far as the coaching staff and team. We we had some things happen in the offseason. Some, some seniors decided not to play, and then we had two or three guys who were pretty key to our team get injured early on. Um, so I think the biggest conversation was is we were 0-4, and, and that's something we can't change, but we didn't feel like we were an 0-4 football team, and we felt like if – Maybe if we had flipped our schedule or, or something like that, we would have been in a different position record-wise. Um, so we just talked about sticking to the process. And, you know, at the end of the day, high school sports are sports and they're life lessons. And it was really our goal at that point uh, to teach ourselves and the young men on the team a lesson to, to not give up and continue to fight. And I think it was pretty simple. I just laid it on the line. I said we could pack it in and just send off the seniors on a, a decent season, win a couple games and enjoy it, or we can try to compete for the goals we had at the start of the season. And to the credit of the seniors, they, they never, uh, never quit, never gave up and put themselves in a position to have a pretty good season. After that 0-4 start, your week five game was against Kaukauna, a team that had made it to the state semifinals the year before. I, I, they had entered that game undefeated. Was there anything that you did differently, whether it's schematically or personnel or anything to – to get things uh, turned around and and beat a very good Kaukauna team and make a little bit of a run? Or was it just kind of staying the course and things kind of came together for you guys? Uh, It was a little bit of both. Um, Offensively, we we got our running back back the week before, Tanner Dulski versus Kimberly. Um, So that was his first week. So we finally got our our read game in and we were able to run more of the read stuff on offense. So I think that gave us an advantage. Uh, but also I think that the guys just stayed the course. And last year, the, the previous year, we had lost a really tough game to Kakana. They came back and or we came back, but then they ended up scoring uh, a field goal towards the end of the game. And we felt like we lost it. So I think the guys are really motivated uh, for a combination of things. And when you play a team as good as Kakana, as coach as, Kikana, coach as well as Kakana, some things have to happen, you know, kind of your way, some luck of the draw. And we had a couple plays that Added up our way, a couple completed passes, some catches we had that was, were really good, and and on the on the far side, uh, they made a few mistakes. But overall, it was it was a, a season changing game for us. It really changed the mindset of our team. 
So again, you you went on to make a nice run. You qualified for the playoffs. Uh, you finished over 500 in conference play in the FBA, which is certainly never an easy task in a very good league. You uh, you, you make the playoffs. What's the what's the thought process there, especially as you saw the way the brackets laid out, uh, taking on Milwaukee Pulaski in in uh, level one, and then with the Milwaukee team as the one seed. You know what what did you think as you saw those brackets and, and saw your initial matchups in the playoffs? Well, we were we were excited uh, for the opportunity, but we felt like we had an opportunity to win some football games. Uh, the year prior, we had a similar seed, but we ended up playing uh, Kimberly uh, the first round of the playoffs. That my initial thought was we'd end up playing Kimberly or Nina or one of the the FBA teams like we had in the past. Uh, so we we're excited to to get an opportunity to play other teams and not have to play the same team twice. Um, and I, I think it's pretty obvious to say that we got a favorable seed. Uh, we were just excited to, to have an opportunity to continue to play with the guys. We're talking with Sam Pluker, the head coach at Fond du Lac. Uh, a nice season after a rough start this year. But again, as we as we talked about at the start, you've played all four of the semifinalists that are still alive in Division One. Uh, unfortunately, lost to all four of them. Lost to Kimberly, Sussex, Hamilton, and Franklin early in the year, and then lost last week to Marquette in the postseason. Um, let's maybe take just a, a quick little bit on each team and, you know, give us kind of what your thought is on, on the strengths and uh, of each of the programs. Uh, let's start with Kimberly. What do you think of this year's paper maker team? Yeah, th- this year's Kimberly team is, is relatively similar uh, to they always are. <laughs> they're extremely well coached. They're physical. I, I think this year their defensive line is, is something special. Uh, they got Sam McGivern who's a division one kid and they have two younger guys who are just as big and physical and it's really, really hard to run the football on them this year. They got a good uh, stable of backs. Uh, Both running backs are very good. They can run the ball well. Um, But I think the biggest advantage that they have this year and we'll continue to care of them is their their defensive line. It's really hard to move on them and and it's really hard to throw the ball down the field because they can pass rush and, and, uh, and fit the run as well. All right, let's move on to their opponent this week. As Kimberly will match up with Marquette, the team that uh, handed you a forty-two nothing defeat last week. Thoughts on the on the Hilltoppers, and then maybe a little bit on just kind of how Kimberly and Marquette match up. Yeah, so Marquette's defense is one of the best defenses that I've seen in high school football. Um, they're really solid at every single position. Their front seven is extremely physical, and their corners can play man coverage, and press man. Um, so honestly, playing them was a shock. Uh, there really isn't an area of advantage. They're, they're really, really good. Offensively, the, the tempo is, is obviously uh, something that we're not used to to seeing in our in our area of the of the state. Um, but they're an up no huddle up tempo team. They got two really good receivers, and they play with great poise. They don't shoot themselves in the foot or make mistakes. And their offensive line is is very good as well. Their running back is is a great zone back and. They really, I think the thing with Marquette is they don't have a weakness. Um, if you're going to beat Marquette, you're going to have to beat them man for man. Um, and when kind of looking at the preview, it's, you know, offensively, it's kind of a tale of two different styles. Marquette's the the new style, up-tempo, um, but they're still going to run the football, but they're going to run a play every 18 to 20 seconds, uh, whereas Kimberly's going to be more slow and methodical uh, down the field. But I think they're both smart in the sense they take what they get you sorry, they take what uh, you give them and they don't make mistakes. Um, I think the biggest interesting point or factor will be which, which defense plays better. I think they both got great defenses. 
Um, and I think it's going to come down to a, a defensive battle. And, and at the end of the game, which offense can get, you know, a couple scores to win the game. All right. We're continuing our conversation with Sam Pluker, the head coach at Fond du Lac. Appreciate him joining us. Let's look at the other side of the division one bracket where Sussex Hamilton will take on Franklin. Those were your two non-conference games this year, early in the season. Uh, your thoughts on Sussex Hamilton. You played them right out of the gates. They had a, a new quarterback, Tyler Hatcher, that stepped in and did a great job filling in uh, as a new starter this year, replacing uh, three-year starter Nate Colleth. What did you think of the Chargers when you played them back in week one? Well, you know, taking it for what it's worth week one and, and you know, and the nature of that, but I, I think Sussex Hamilton is the best football team overall that we've played. Um, offensively, they're the, the, by far the toughest team to defend. They're running a play every 16, 17 seconds. They can run 20 to 15, tw sorry, 20 to 30 different formations with the same personnel on the field. The quarterback's a phenomenal player. He's just a gamer. Um, makes every single play every single time. It feels like they got a really big offensive line. They're physical and, and their running backs very good as well on top of having two or three really good receivers. I, I, I have a feeling if, if Sussex healthy, uh, it, they're going to be extremely hard for anyone to beat. Um, I think defensively they play really physical. They create a lot of challenges at the line of scrimmage for teams who want to run the football. Uh, they got some good guys up front, uh, you know, a little bit uh, shorter guys who are more, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, who are run stoppers, but then they also have linebackers who can run sideline to sideline. Um, you know, I, I know our score was, you know, I think it was 21 to 56 or something like that, but we had a, a kick return for a touchdown and they made some mistakes offensively, a couple turnovers early on, but they're by far the best team that, that we've played against this year offensively for sure. The Franklin Sabres are coming off a impressive win over Muskego last week, their postseason nemesis. Uh, you played them in week two. Uh, unfortunately was a little bit of a blowout in that one, 45 to six, your thoughts on the Sabres this year. Franklin's really good. Um, Franklin, uh, has an extremely talented offensive, uh, skill positions as far as the quarterback running back receivers. Um, and they can, they can run, they can throw, they got great schematics. Uh, they're, they're extremely sound on defense. Uh, it's really hard to get something on them. Um, and they, like you said, it was a, it was a lopsided game for us. Um, they, they controlled the line of scrimmage. They're really good on special teams. They're extremely well coached. And I think the thing that, um, Franklin does probably just about as, as good as anyone else is they isolate their best players and they're going to make, put you in positions where you're going to be in one-on-one -on -one with their star receiver and star running back. And it's going to come down to their guy versus your guy. And, um, fortunately for them this year, that their guys made a lot more plays than the other guy. As we look at a Sussex-Hamilton-Franklin uh, game this week, what are some of the key areas that might be differentiators or key matchups uh, on Friday night between these two teams that could determine the outcome? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, you know, if Franklin can stop uh, Sussex's run game and force them to throw the whole entire time or force them to quick, quick possessions, uh, that would be you know, something that would benefit them greatly. I, I'm interested to see the matchup up front. I think both of them have great offense and defensive lines. And even though it's going to be more of an up-tempo spread type game, I think it's going to come down to running the ball and who's going to win in the trenches. And then lastly, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Franklin handles the tempo and the formation change that Sussex has. I think it presents such a unique challenge at the high school level, um, especially if you're not used to seeing that 
um, the fast pace, running a play every 15 or 16 seconds, and then being able to shift to it. Um, but uh, kind of to conclude there, I, I really do think it comes down to the line of scrimmage. And Franklin's got a, a really good defensive lineman, I know, and Sussex got some good linemen and going to be a battle up front. Great perspective on uh, on the Division One teams that are left. I want to ask you as well about Kaukauna while we've got you. They are in the semifinals in Division Two for a second straight season. They get undefeated Wanakee this week. Um, you know, what makes Kaukauna so good this year, uh, especially after uh, getting to level four last year and using, losing some some talented players? They're they're back at it and won the FBA this season. Well, I think that this year, the biggest thing is their best players have played very consistent all year. They get a great quarterback um, and a great uh, stable receivers along with their offensive line. And I think if you ask coach Binsfield, he'd probably say his offensive line is the, the reason that they're going, they got a great tackle. Who's going to Iowa state along with two or three other guys who are probably scholarship level players as well. Um, but then I think defensively, they just do a really good job of making you work. Um, they're not going to put themselves in positions to give up the big play to try to get a splash play of their own. They're going to make you work all the way down the field. And, and they've done a really good job of controlling the game. And if you look at the big games they've won, it's been lower scoring games. Um, they control the tempo, they control the ball. And when you do that uh, with the talent guys, they have uh, more, more or less likely you're going to win football games. Well, coach, we definitely appreciate you coming on and providing some perspective on, on some of the teams that are left in the the uh, football playoffs uh, hopefully we'll see you guys back uh next year and making a nice run and maybe when we talk in level four next year hopefully it can be about uh, the cardinals playing in level four uh but appreciate you joining us uh, sam pluker the head coach at fond du lac thank you again coach thank you for having me all right great stuff from coach pluker i can't imagine that anyone else has been in that position where they are They've previously played five of the uh, semifinalists that are still alive in the playoffs and uh, all of the teams that are alive in a, in a particular division. That's That's got to be pretty unique. I can't imagine that has happened previously in the state of Wisconsin, but uh, who knows? I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going to dig through uh, 50 years of, uh, of matchups and, and find that uh, yet. But if anybody is aware of other instances of that happening, certainly feel free to let me know. I know there's there's teams that have played, you know, maybe three or maybe even four uh, semifinalists in, in a year, but uh, I think five might might take the cake uh, for uh, for Coach Pluker and the Cardinals. Well, before we head out, let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for this episode of the WSN Podcast. It's a great time of the year. The weather should be uh, pretty nice for this Friday, and it appears for the state championships next week. So get out and, and take in a game. Get out to Camp Randall next week and take in that uh, that environment. Um, should be a, a great week, should be a great final uh, final couple weeks of the high school football season. That will do it for today, though. This has been a WSN podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.